What's up? This is Dominique Bomonte, and you are listening to Season with Salt, the podcast. This is going to sound strange, but there are some people who cannot access their destiny because they themselves have tied their destiny to their enemy's critique or trajectory about their life. Let me say that in a different way. There are some people who cannot see themselves in the future because they are seeing their future through the eyes of people that don't like them. Okay, take three, say it in another way. There are some people who are imprisoned by the critique, the bondage, the ideal of another person or people. Therefore, they cannot thrive in their own calling and gifting because they allow outside entities to make them stuck. And the very purpose of this episode on the Season with Salt podcast with Dominique Beaumonte is to tell you that your enemy, your adversary, cannot take anything away from you that God intends for you to have. I also need to tell you that we need to reconcile what we mean when we say enemy or adversary, because sometimes the people who are adversarial to our trajectory or to our vision for ourselves are not necessarily people who are adversarial to our life. Maybe it's your mother who has a design plan for you to live out and what you see yourself doing contradicts that plan. Mother is well-intentioned, she has your best interests at heart, but she cannot see what you see. And so you wrestle with what you see versus what she sees. Perhaps it is a supervisor that tells you about your potential in a certain industry. It tells you that you uh, have a bright future ahead of you and then offers you a critique about things that you could do differently or better when you know in your heart 
that the lane for which that person is urging you to continue to thrive and grow in is not the area for which God intended for his vision through you to manifest. So we've got to reconcile what we mean when we talk about adversarial people, because some of your friends are adversaries to your vision. Some of your friends are adversaries to your vision. They mean well. They don't intend to hurt you. They would never harm you. But what they see and what God sees is different. So the question is who influences us? Who points us in the direction of what God has in mind for us? Who speaks to us from the perspective of God? Who sees in us what God sees in us? Those are the people that if we surround ourselves with anyone, they should be among those individuals. And so we've not to, we've got to entertain who is the adversary to the vision that we have. The other element that is very important is that often the adversary to our trajectory and to the vision that God has for us that is manifesting through our lives is ourselves. Because sometimes we choose comfort over calling. Sometimes we choose what seems to be best for others because we don't want to ruffle any feathers. We're reluctant, we're scared, we're concerned about other people's feelings. And so we allow uh, ourselves, our reluctance, our fear to get in the way of fully functioning in who we're supposed to be. And that manifests in our career decisions, that manifests in our ministry decisions, that manifests through the cities that we choose to live in, the people that we choose to invest our time in, the people that we marry, the people that we befriend. And so we have um, a number of challenges, a number of barriers that get in the way of us walking fully in our destiny. And so one of the things that we have to do as a practice, not as a singular activity, but as a practice, is to dismiss the things that do not seem linear to who we are supposed to be and where we are supposed to be going. Well, you might say, well, Dominique, I don't even know who I am. I don't even know what I'm supposed to be doing, where I'm supposed to be going, what I'm supposed to be in this life accomplishing. I would submit to you that a part of that difficulty, a part of seeing clearly who we are and what our destiny is, really lives in uh, the fact that sometimes uh, we are prisoners to comfort. We like things the way that we don't like the money that we make, 
but we like the comfort of not having to be somebody's supervisor. We like the comfort of having minimal responsibility. We like the comfort of being able to turn off at certain times of day. We like the comfort of not having to be accessible to people at all times. We, we thrive in a comfort that causes us sometimes to be distant from what God intends for us to, 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 to endeavor to be. We like the comfort of being able to spend our money freely. And so we would rather spend our money freely than in, to invest it in the small business that we know God has called. We have this thing about comfort that can sometimes distract us, not only from our purpose in life, but from our relationship with God. And so we have to have a regular practice of dismissing, dismissing adversarial attitudes, adversarial people, adversarial thinking, adversarial actions and, and habits that get in the way of us seeing clearly what we are supposed to do and who we are supposed to be. I used to have a problem with understanding who I was because I seen who I was through the lens of people at work or people at church or people in my family. All important people. I need to, uh, uh, to an exist to to an extent. I need to be um, in 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 partnership with the people at work. I need to yield to um, uh, the, the the tutelage and the understanding of people at church. I need to partner with friends and confidants. I need to be able to have community. That that's important, right? The problem is is when I am more. Uh, influenced by the community than I am influenced by my calling. Because if my calling and my election is sure, but I'm guided by my, my, my calling. So my calling says, when I wake up in the morning, there are some choices that are comfortable, but are not choices for me. Because those choices do not align with my calling. Oh, I know that there are some of my friends who wake up in the morning and they, especially on Sunday morning, and they plan a beautiful day of Sunday fun day with, with brunch and, 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 and beautiful people and sundresses and linen suits and, 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 and nice hats. I know that that is a, a part of the way that some people choose to spend their Sundays, but that's not in line with my calling. I love brunch. I love a good pair of shoes. I love a Sunday fun day. I love the water and, 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 and spending time with people that I care about. But there is a time and a season for that. And it's my responsibility, if I'm not going to get in my own way, to ensure that I separate the things that might influence me in a different direction other than what I am called to do and to be. Not only does my calling influence um, what I do spiritually, but my calling influences what I do naturally, right? And so I'm not going to do something professionally that does not align with who God has called me to be. So I'm not going to take a job 
I mean, there are all kinds of examples, and I don't want to burn no bridges. But you, you, you see what I'm saying. There are some things that are not congruent with my calling, even though they make money, even though they might be legal. See, that's why Paul said that in, in his epistle, he said, all things are lawful, but not all things are expedient. In other words, the, it, just because it, it, it makes sense and it's reasonable and logical and it makes common sense, that does not mean that it is congruent with who I am or who I'm supposed to be. And so a part of our work, friends, those who are still listening, a, a huge part of our work it, 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 in, in our own walk with Christ, in our own uh, personal and professional development is to know when it is time to dismiss adversarial attitudes and people and things that get in the way of who we are supposed to be what our destiny, what our calling is in life. And I submit to you that it begins with dedication through prayer and fasting, if you are a believer, through meditation, to thinking, to creating quiet time where you pull yourself away from the influences of others, to become more focused, more intentional about what you are doing. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't partner. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't collaborate. It just means that that, that just as much collaborate, collaboration time that you create, you need to create some time in your life where you are centered in who you are and what you are supposed to be doing. You ever walk in a meeting with somebody and they've already made up their minds? Maybe they've been influenced by other people, but it also could be that in their quiet time, in their time of reflection, in their time with God, God confirmed, this is what I said, and I said what I said. And so when I, when, I, when I call you, when I position you to make the next move, I want you to stand firm in what you know to be true based on what my will is. God will do that. In, in, in time with him. And I, I, I realize, I recognize that not everybody can escape or, to, to a quiet place. I recognize that uh, a, a certain type of, of, of natural peace is a privilege that not everybody is afforded. I do recognize that. But I think it's important for us to steal away and in whatever way we can mentally and spiritually and naturally to separate ourselves from unhealthy influences. Because unhealthy influences will cause us to be and to do and to say things that are not in alignment with who we're supposed to be. And so I end with this affirmation that I started with. And it is an affirmation that I post, uh, I have a, uh, a sticky, a large sticky right over my desk uh, and it says this, they cannot take anything away from you that God intends for you to have. If it's yours, it's yours. The question is, what will you do to possess it? What will you do to maintain it? What will you do to keep it? What will you do to nurture it? What will you do to uplift it? What will you do to grow it? Were you blessed by this episode? Do you think it would bless someone else? It would really bless me if you share this episode with someone who you know needs assurance of God's promises. Also, I love it if you subscribe to my podcast, Season with Salt, and wrote a review. 
This helps us to spread the gospel even farther through podcasting. Thank you so much for listening. And remember what God's word says in Colossians 4 and 6. Let your word be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that ye may know how ye ought to answer every man. Have a great week. Oh